Hi there, and welcome back to Renal 911. Uh, today is March 31st, 2021, which means that 20 days ago, I donated my kidney to a stranger. For those of you who have been listening along, thank you so much. First of all, I really appreciate that. Uh, for those of you just joining, hi, there's a bunch of episodes that you might want to listen to first. <laughs> um, I just came back from my doctor's appointment with my surgeon, Dr. Del Pizzo, over at um, Weill Cornell here in New York City. And it is the first in-person checkup that I have had since the procedure. Obviously, uh, they came in and checked up on me uh, the day I got the surgery and the day after, but the first sort of uh, recovery checkup that I've had. And everything went great. I took a look at my scar a couple of days ago because the surgical bandages that have been put over it were kind of starting to come away at the edges. And and I was a little worried that like moisture from showers was getting trapped in there. And ain't nobody got time for no belly button fungus. No, no, we don't live that life. So I took them off um, and I was a little freaked out because like... I don't really have an issue with blood or scars necessarily, but it's a little different when it's on your own body. <laughs> and and I had seen, you know, pictures of various different people who'd gone through this procedure and all the scars look different, you know, because it depends on where you're getting it done, who the surgeon is, what the technology is at the time. Um, I've seen a variety of things, so I was prepared for kind of anything. It is so tiny. I cannot express to you how utterly infinitesimally small my scar is. Um, almost to the point of it being underwhelming. I know that is a very weird thing to say, but that is genuinely how I felt. I was like, seriously, that's it? Um, essentially, the I thought the scar was going to be about an inch or so above and below my belly button and sort of curve around my belly button. No, no. It, it circumnavigates my belly button about halfway and that's about it. It looks like the world's tiniest question mark. Um, now, the doctor did explain to me today that it's a bit of a optical illusion because most of the incision is actually within the belly button. Because I was like, how in God's name did you get a fist-sized organ out a one-inch slice of my belly button? But so it's it. Imagine uh, like twisting up a ball of yarn. You know, the actual length of yarn is decently long, but the space it takes up is smaller. So that's what happened. My scar looks great. Um, there's one other tiny little scar on the left side of my abdomen, which is where the camera went in, but that's like a half inch little guy and it looks great as well. Um, my energy levels, most importantly, are almost back to where they were before the procedure. Um, I'm going walking every day, uh, as is recommended by medical professionals and also for my own mental health. Um, but I've now been cleared. I can lift things that are more than 10 pounds. <laughs> that was uh, something I had to be careful about because they don't want, you know, your your abdomen does get sliced into. They don't want you to uh, be bearing too many heavy loads. So I can do my own laundry again, which is very exciting. Um, I can take out the kitchen trash and not just the recycling, which I'm sure my roommate is stoked about. <laughs> so all my restrictions are off now. I can even take baths again, which is great because I love taking that was the last thing I did, actually, the night before um, my procedure. Is I took a very, very long, very sudsy, very wonderful bubble bath. Um, yeah, so that's sort of the big news is that I am healing right on track. I have another checkup in, I think it's in like a couple of months or maybe a month. I need to double check. Um, 
just to kind of keep tabs on everything, see how I'm doing. They took a blood panel. They took a urine sample today to check my levels of all the beep boops that they need to. Um, he did say that in general, because I am now a single bean, I will have elevated creatine levels from where they used to be back when I had two kidneys. Now, your creatine levels can be within a range. So um, as long as it doesn't top out, I'm okay. Plus my my remaining bean will uh, grow in size and capacity over uh, over time. So hopefully everything's fine. I just have to stay very hydrated, which you know, that's just good life advice in general. So not a huge, not a huge difference. Um, my life feels very normal other than the fact that like, I've got a little, I've got a little scrapey scrape on my belly button. It's, it's very strange. Um, I can't believe it was just under three weeks ago that I had that procedure done and now I'm feeling the way that I am. So I wanted to share that very happy news. I also wanted to share, uh, something very interesting. I, I, it's a sensation, I guess, or, or a feeling that I have kind of running in the background now. And it was a little more intense, maybe like the week or like the two weeks directly after the donation. Um, and I had to really sit with it because I wasn't 100% sure what it was or what exactly I was feeling. Um, but it's it's something very interesting, and I definitely wanted to talk about it. So um, I forget if I have mentioned this already on this podcast, but for anybody who knows me, I am decidedly a child-free woman. I, I have never wanted to have kids. I never intend to have kids. Uh, I, I am actually, I have an appointment to get a new IUD put in tomorrow. So I am taking very active measures to make sure that I never have children. Um, that is something I, I very, very strongly stand on. And as such, I have gotten flack from my mom, from other family members, from friends, from colleagues, from strangers on the internet, and strangers in real life who feel the need to um, comment on that decision to varying degrees. Now, it runs the gamut. You have people uh, who are more curious, I guess, who are like, oh, that's that's strange. You know, because you're, if you're a woman who doesn't want to have kids, you're an outlier in the society in which we live. Luckily, uh, you know, women are speaking up about this more than I think they used to. So it's it's becoming more normalized now. And I am a very strong and very vocal advocate about this. Um, but the main the main like, let's say concern, and I'm saying that with enormous air quotes that I really need you to visualize right now because they look great um, that people express is uh, you know, you will never know what true love really means until you have a piece of your soul walking around in the world. You know, that's the way they describe what it's like to have kids. It's like, it's like a piece of you existing outside of your body. It's a piece of your heart, your soul existing outside of your body and the pure love that you have to feel for that organism that contains a bit of you. Um, is something that I will never experience as somebody who does not want to have children. Which, we don't have time to unpack all of that, but 
you you may see where I'm going with this. Um, I have had this background noise sensation, and every now and then it kind of peaks and goes to the forefront of my brain. But ever since I donated, um, you know, I I have felt very good about it. I I feel great knowing that my recipient is still doing well, um, as far as I know, you know, and and the knowledge that. I helped save somebody's life. That is something that I am going to carry with me for the rest of my life. That is going to be a touchstone for me for the rest of my life to, to look back on that experience and know that something that I did directly impacted somebody else's life in a very positive way. Um, and, and not only their life, but the lives of everybody who loves them. Like that, that is a wonderful feeling. And the reason why that is a feeling that I can have is because a literal piece of me is walking around in the world outside of my body. <laughs> now, granted, it is not, um, it is, n- it is not my offspring. It is not the product of of true love, wherein I am combining my DNA with the DNA of my beloved. And our love is so great and grand that it has to spill out into another person. And that's why babies are born. I, I love that narrative. I fully support it. If you are the parent of a child that is born out of pure love, God bless you. I absolutely give you my support. It is so not for me, but I love you for it. Um, <laughs> but it's that same. It's not the same. Let me go back. I am not trying to equate my experience with childbirth. I'm not an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm not that kind of asshole. Um, But I think that there is a strong similarity between the two experiences because I, I am now physically diminished in a certain capacity. There is something that was inside of me that has been removed from my body and put into someone else. And that someone else is alive and thriving because of a piece of me that I gave them. So that has engendered a feeling of, of love. I, I don't know another way to describe it that, um, you know, not I didn't create this 34-year-old man who lives in New York City, but I, I helped give him another crack at life you know in a in a way that's less tethered to dialysis and and other other things people have to do if they have chronic kidney disease um so again i am not equating (laughs) in any way childbirth with donating a kidney but i think there is a parallel there and it feels wonderful um and it kind of makes me laugh to think about the number of times that people have reacted to the information about me not ever wanting to have children with, you'll never know what that feels like because you don't want to have kids. I, I, might, I might have to call bullshit on that. And like, I have a hundred snarky ex- uh, responses that I could use for people who who decide that they have relevant information to impart to me regarding this massive life choice that I have made for myself and and for some reason they think that they they not only can persuade me otherwise but but are obligated to persuade me otherwise y'all I am 36 years old I've never wanted kids 
I ain't about to start now. <laughs> but like, just, I just, I just want to make this a real quick PSA. And by real quick, I mean, I've already been talking about this for five minutes. What somebody chooses to do with their body, unless it is directly harming you, is just none of your goddamn business. And to tell them that they that their life is in some way lacking because they have not had an experience that you have had is pretty fucked up, horrifically judgmental, and categorically untrue. So, as much as I would love to think that my, my journey to becoming a non-directed kidney donor will inspire others to maybe look into it. I would, I would love that because God knows there are so many people on the waiting list who do need a kidney. And if you can donate and you are compelled to do so, I will, I will 100 be, 100% be there to support you. And please feel free to reach out to me if you need any resources. I will never, ever say that if somebody has not donated a kidney to a stranger that their life is in any way unfulfilled or even underfulfilled because that is not what this is about that's not why you donate a kidney and it shouldn't be why you have kids that's just my opinion <sighs> for whatever that's worth anyway the whole point of this being that I wanted to talk about that is a sensation that I was not expecting and I have really, really enjoyed it. And it feels really wonderful. And uh, we, will, we will circle back to the um, conversation about actually meeting my recipient in person probably in another month. Because um, they want to, you know, give a certain amount of time for everybody to be healed and be back to regular energy levels and whatnot. But that is, that is something I want to do. Um, I wasn't sure about it before the donation. I am sure about it now. I do want to meet this guy. If nothing else, then to just give him a big old hug and and see see somebody who is uh, more capable of living their life to the fullest, whatever that means to them, because of something that I was able to do for them. So give me that sweet, sweet dopamine rush. <laughs> Great. So uh, that's just the little update for today. And I will uh, I will post again when I have more interesting things to say. <laughs> In the meantime, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Barry K. Aloha. That's B-A-R-R-I-E-K-E-A-L-O-H-A. I have a whole series of saved Instagram stories called Renal 911. It's if you want to see a uh, photographic and video journey in as a companion to this podcast i highly recommend that um and message me there please by all means uh if you have any questions concerns comments if you want to tell me that i should have children uh, don't don't tell me that <laughs> if you want to admonish me and tell me i'm anyway <laughs> feel free to reach out to me <laughs> oh this podcast took a turn for the weird but what else is new uh, and I will speak to you guys soon. Bye.